Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence? Is that what it's like when I talk and don't stop for 10 minutes? Oh yeah, I didn't read that I was promised darkness in this season. It's not here, bitch! I think he still hasn't learned his lesson about rock music yet. <laughs> hey, welcome back to the Brotherhood of Batman. I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest out of us. I produce this mess. Um, Jake, I'm the middle brother. I'm the one that came up with the crazy list of comics that we read through each week. And I'm Ben, your reason for listening, the Sunshine and Gotham, and <laughs> the Baby Brother. And Hello. <laughs> so, welcome back to the Brotherhood Batman, a podcast where three very different brothers get together to read Batman comic books in somewhat of a continuity order. We also talk about games and TV shows and movies all about the Dark Knight. Today, I made a themed beverage to go along with the book we read called Second Chances. This beverage is called a fat tire it's called that because we meet a character who gets caught by batman for taking off his tires (laughs) 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 and there is a double shot in this beverage because it's a two-faced book and everything he does is double so you're welcome for the alcohol Oh, that's very clever. Uh, <laughs> Does it taste nice. good? I very haven't nice. had it's, it yet. It kind of it is like a, bad. a thin mint-ish. Ooh, that's thin. hella good, considering it looks like dirt. It looks like <laughs> It looks like dirt. Yeah, it looks like you're licking the tires of the Batmobile. <laughs> Yummy. Uh, but joining us for this episode and enjoying this tasty drink <laughs> is our good friend, John Dedeke. John, welcome back to the... Er, Welcome officially to an episode of the Brotherhood of Batman. Thank you. Hi, tires have never tasted so good. <laughs> Yay. How often do you eat tires, John? <laughs> Clearly not enough. All right. Uh, John is one of the co-hosts, uh, one of the founding fathers of the podcast, The Archive, which we have recently done some crossovers with. And well, just as importantly, John is one of Jake's two friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Accurate. Uh, but uh, so, John, we normally uh, fire away a bunch of uh, random interview questions. questions at people. But before we do that, uh, so we, you've been on, we've been on the archive with you guys. We've talked about the Joker movie, but you do another podcast. You want to drop a little plug for that one? Sure. Thank you. Yeah, I do a show called Long Weekend, and it is a uh, sporadic now mix of. Uh, surfy garage psych and uh, punk rock songs. I like. I think of it uh, in broad terms. It's a Southern California sound from around the world, I'm but confused. recorded in Missouri. Are you making the music? <laughs> I'm not. Uh, it's a playlist uh, oh. every week. I, I pull like together DJs songs it. that oh. I like, huh. or uh, from bands that have recently put out some new stuff. Um, and sometimes, it, it, uh, most of the time, it's stuff that I'm finding myself. But occasionally someone will reach out to me and say, like, hey, this sounds like something you might like. And so I'll play it on the show. Okay. Fun. Yeah. And where can we find The Long Weekend? You can find it uh, anywhere podcasts can be found. Oh, uh, you can also go to... Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Google it. Uh, longweekend.simplecast.fm. All right. Fair enough. And where can uh, people find our podcast since we're dropping that? 
Uh, well, Anywhere we... you enjoy listening to podcasts. <laughs> Most places, yeah. If you want to yeah. find cute pictures of Ben, you can go to our Instagram <laughs> at the Brotherhood of Batman on Instagram. Or Brother HD Batman at Twitter or Brotherhood of Batman at gmail.com. And the Brotherhood on Facebook. So what are we asking John? <laughs> All right. John, um, why are you friends with Jake? <laughs> <laughs> inquiring minds want to know uh, we oh everybody doesn't have a sheet okay here no i only had one you guys all asked me anybody got the questions we forgot the questions oh i don't I bring anything with me john which of the brothers owe you a favor Wh- which which of the brothers do i favor do oh geez. <laughs> <laughs> well yes yeah, let's that's go with that question, question. <laughs> Do you collect comics, John? Well, I think uh, we talked briefly uh, in one of our Joker movie crossover uh, trailer episodes that Jake and I used to work together at a comic book store. R.I.P. Comic City. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have not really collected comics aggressively since then, but I do read. I go through periods of uh, very heavy interest and then absolutely no interest i, I have all your between the two i have all, all right. your spy boy comics do you really i do what I a great series them. i miss spy boy well you can't have it back <laughs> <laughs> it is in oh, a very nice real. bag and board collection that jake I'm, got for me i'm very happy that it landed uh safely it with did. someone who cares it for it yes uh yeah so i loved spy boy i love um leave it to chance was another favorite series of mine okay i can't remember who did that but um i have the, there are Little, uh, mostly independent or one-off books by uh, people who didn't ever work for Marvel or DC is kind of my bread and butter. I think. So you're a fan of Grizzly Shark, then, John? I don't know anything about Grizzly Shark. That sounds fantastic. Aaron can fill you in. Yeah, I could. Oh, all right. Yeah, I I hate Fairyland. Have you read that one, John? (laughs) Which one? I hate Fairyland. You would love. I hate Fairyland. I highly recommend that one. Uh, a young girl wishes her way into a magical fairy land uh, only to be trapped there and not aging until she is in her 30s and she's on a vengeful path to try to escape. And she doesn't appreciate the magical place she's in. She's a oh, little brat, John. It's so amazing. <laughs> Drawn really by great. Scotty Young, uh, who has that like kind of cartoony, Funko chibi. Pop, chibi, chibi, oh, okay. chibi yeah. style. Yeah. And it, she goes on a bloody rampage to escape fairyland. It sounds perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, John, what is your connection with Batman? Since this is unfortunately still a Batman podcast, not just comic books in general, but whatever. <laughs> All right, Nancy Drew, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm branching out. John, Batman, your uh, relationship? Batman. Uh, well, I guess my relationship really started in earnest with the 66 television series, which I used to watch every day before it, like, getting John. ready to school. Because you were old, just like Aaron. Yes, yes. Perfect. Uh, and you were alive when it came out. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I did. I really loved the movie, the 66 movie. Mm, that was yes. that was probably the first Batman thing that I ever experienced. I think that's probably for all of us. Yeah. It's one of the earliest memories I have of the character, for sure. Uh, it's it, Jake's earliest memory, period. <laughs> Batman! Sharky Pellet! Yay! <laughs> Commodore <Ditko>. Schmidlap. <laughs> Big Ben Distillery, as you know. <laughs> Uh, did you collect? You said you were collecting a little bit more of the fringe comics, but did you ever collect Batman? Do you ever read? Yeah, Batman I comics? jumped in every now and then. This is sort of my relationship with all of the major books. I my 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 first 
really passionate period with comic books came about because of the series My So-Called, no, My Secret Identity with the fat kid from Stand By Me. I can't remember what his name is. Jerry O'Connell. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jerry yeah, O'Connell, yeah. yeah. So he uh, he collected comic books, and I remember watching this show and being like, oh, wow, I, I would love to have like a comic book collection. <laughs> so I went out, and I bought a whole bunch of X-Men and Batman. And How old stuff. were you? I was like eight or nine. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, you could get a bunch for cheap back then. <laughs> That's true. But you also didn't have a job back then, so it true. all evens itself out. Yeah. Yes. So I, I uh, was very into Batman. Uh, probably the, the the time that I was most into Batman was during the No Man's Land series when that was being released. Good choice. Good choice. Did you two work together during that release? I feel like you did. <clears throat> I think that came a little before we worked together or maybe a little bit after. Uh, it, I... it was right around the time that I started. So maybe at the tail end, it was about the time you started the store. Yeah. Um, cause I remember not wanting to read anything other than spawn and try to read like the cool cutting edge image books. And then I was like, wow, like that was my first eye roll of the episode. Just so the listeners at home can follow along. <laughs> I was like post-apocalyptic Batman. Like I'm in on this. Yeah, man. All right. Any more questions for Jonathan? Uh, is Bruce responsible for killing Martha? Oh my God. Hmm. I'm going to go with yes. <gasps> Good answer. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't blame the victim. Always blame the protagonist. Oh, that's fair. No, I, I do want to know the answer to this one. John, if you could have any superpower, what superpower would you have? I think I would probably slow down time or stop it. Opposed to just being able to move really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, if I could just <laughs> pause everybody. Except like for yourself. That show... Um, Oh my god! Where world. she clapped? Yeah, you know, what uh, was that? She gleeked. It was, she would like. I'm uh, sorry. She like, what? Gleeked with her vagina. <laughs> is that? No, a, that I thought like gleek is when you laugh. <laughs> you get a little spittle that comes out. Uh, no, this was, was bad girl and Catwoman. Am I talking about queefing? What am I talking about? You're talking about queefing. I'm sorry. Hello, John. Welcome to our Hi. podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <Ben. laughs> no, gleeking is when you would put your. <laughs> You you like put your hands like this, like an arch. Uh, like podcasting is not a visual form. Touch your fingers together me, Jake. in an arc. <laughs> oh, I forgot. We had uh, no, no, no. It was just the pointer fingers. That's what it was. Oh, uh, she would she would do this, and it would like stop in time. the gay world. That's sign language for two penises touching. Is it really? I mean, I do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> So normally we talk about what we do in our Wiki Geeks. Oh my god, I have one. Wiki Geeks. Aaron, geeks. sound. I'm getting This iron. drink is a lot stronger. This than episode's those. great. This is what happens when we record two in a row. <laughs> I don't think John's heard our new intro for oh, the No, Wiki I have it. This yeah. is very exciting. I feel like yeah. he still didn't hear it because there was a lot going on. <laughs> I feel like that's right. Um, <laughs> hello, I'm Ben, and I started watching Batwoman on the CW. Oh, oh. That's my Weekend Geek. I'm excited. I'm very excited. It has been trolled by, sorry to everyone in this room, the white straight men of the internet uh because it is who troll everything who troll everything they do, and, yeah. it has like a 70 We're something percent by critics and it has like a 10 to 30 percent by fans or by watchers which is mm. very sad 
It was a good for it was a good pilot for a CW show. She's a female lesbian superhero, and she's got a bunch of minority friends, and they all do shit. And uh, <laughs> the only white men in the episode, spoiler alert, are not good people. <laughs> so it's literally a black dude, a bunch of women, and then bad white men. So I'm into it right now. <laughs> Um, she is, is stunning. Ruby Rose is fucking gorgeous, and I'm not 100% gay because I would sleep with her, but she's a lesbian, so that's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, no, so I'm very excited. Um, in the episode that I've seen, I only watched the first one, she doesn't get into her full Batwoman outfit, but I know it's coming, so she just wears a modified Batman outfit. Okay. Um, okay. So is I'm excited pretty, to see pretty Batman mythos heavy. Yeah, it's the first CW show that has Batman in it. Uh, the pearls are in it, so oh. tune in for the pearls. <laughs> um, she is Bruce Wayne's cousin, which okay. is that accurate to the comic books? I don't think so. I don't think so either. But it works for this. And Arrowverse has liberties, and they change whatever the f they want. So I'm excited to keep watching. Well, um, Supergirl was. Uh, Clark's quote unquote cousin. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. But this is woman. This isn't girl. They're being very, I don't know. A lot of the very reviews. Very deliberate in mm-hmm. their approach to it, it sounds like. For sure. A lot of the reviews are like, it's too political. I'm like, oh, that means you. <laughs> it you have is... issues with it because it's political. Right. Because it's, it's yeah. equal. Right. right. So. Can I ask what distinguishes Batwoman from Batgirl? Like, oh. what is the threshold? Uh, do you have to cross to She's go a, from being? I think it depends on how long it takes you to drop your clothes when you go to anhedonism. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Batgirl was named by the media Batgirl. She didn't get to pick her own oh, name, okay. and so she was stuck with it. And she was upset about it. But Batwoman, it, she comes out and says, "I'm Batwoman." I am Batwoman. Yeah, okay. that's good for the comics. Where I'm coming from, as my opinions and the TV show is that. Batgirl is associated like she's like an underling like she works for him so it's like uh-huh. a, a step down like she's young Batwoman is an equal yeah and okay. part of that is me paraphrasing Sarah, no I think that's great Sarah's um, opinions I don't really have much in the way of Weekend Geek I've been very busy I have a stack of comics I still need to swap over into bags and boards that I got <laughs> when uh, I went to um, probably Manhattan uh antique mall a while while ago dude that was like two months ago and maybe it was there but i can't remember i got them somewhere else too i got a whole bunch that i just need to swap over but uh i have a couple props or uh my bottle of antacids is back for this episode and and i also have a, a a nice heavyweight coin here that's got you know some markings on one side. It looks a little beat up and scratched. I'm not quite sure. Maybe we'll get into that. Those but... can't be good signs. No, those, those, those really uh, yeah, are good signs. But... <laughs> yeah. Other than that, uh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot going on this week. We let the... I, I, I mean, mine's not very exciting. I finally watched Aquaman. Oh yeah, what'd you think? That movie is fucking bonkers. <laughs> yeah, but it's fun. It was fun. It's, it's fun. really, really, really pretty. Like it is really good looking. It's like. I would have fallen asleep because there is shit for story, but like I couldn't look away. 
It is. I enjoyed bonkers. Movie. Is the only word that I can wrap. It's bonkers. Up. It's it it's it's a fun movie. So I actually also started watching Aquaman. I watched it on my flight to my most recent vacation. And I was super into it. And then the flight home, I was just too exhausted and have not gone back. But I need to finish it. Yeah. I agree, Jake. It is a beautiful movie. I actually storyline or whatever i was really impressed with what they're doing with the villains i feel i don't know how the movie ends but i feel like we get a little bit of the main aquaman people in this movie like there's the black manta thing going on right and there's mara like it 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 did a good job of incorporating everything i know about aquaman um so i'm i'm excited to finish watching but i don't have access to it right now because i'm not on an airplane with the southwest app it's right there you can borrow it perfect oh thanks john for have you in my movie, john. Have, <laughs> have you seen aquaman yet i have not seen aquaman yet but i have seen and loved jason momoa's uh teaser of the trailer for aquaman which okay. was i think this was the uh before the movie was released uh around the time of comic-con he uh, posted this tweet of him himself diving into the waters off the shores of Hawaii and then uh, holding up his phone to a camera that was <laughs> for some reason underwater. <laughs> and it said trailer tomorrow. Oh. And that is enough to, to make me interested in Aquaman. I think you will love it for the shit show of a movie that it is like it is a shit show it's fun it's enjoyable it is fun it's not so serious it's i thought i don't know it's one of my favorite actually out of the dc movies uh okay this episode not counting batman going off the rails right now yeah, i'm just saying <laughs> i enjoy that Aaron, movie. have you it's watched fun. shazam yet Oh, we have Sir Sam. It's fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Uh, my favorite outfit from the Aquaman movie <laughs> is Mara's glowy jellyfish. But her glowy jellyfish dress? Yeah. It like well, moves you and need it to glows. Finish the whole movie. <laughs> I will. I will buy that outfit. Okay. Anyways, so we read a book. Right. It's about Batman. Second chances. We read what? Four random issues? Not random. We read four <laughs> issues out of this book. How long did you wait before replacing me, huh? A month? A week? I trusted you! Well, that was very dramatic. Um, so this book starts off with the Joker shooting Dick Grayson in the shoulder. And as we all know, friends, listeners, brothers, John, Dick Grayson is Robin. Well, he's no longer Robin because after he gets shot, the public thinks that he dies. So Batman says, let's go with that. That sounds great. Robin's dead! So... Batman's like, you're fired, Dick. And Dick's like, wah, wah, that's fine. And we're going to show a picture of me in my little Nightwing mask because I'm going to be with the Titans and I've been doing that all along with this continuity. So Batman does what? He goes on his yearly mission where he goes to a suicide slum, Crime Alley. Thank you, Jake, for not shaking your head. Uh, what suicide slum? Whatever. He goes to Crime Alley where his parents were brutally murdered all about some pearls many a years ago. And he goes every year. And now the criminals... 25 of, years ago. Thank you. The criminals of Crime Alley have gotten predictable and they don't do crime no more that night because they know what? What do they know? Batman's, Batman's coming. Batman! Uh, but they can't put together that's a very important couple 
no. died that night. People They're, are dumb. Okay, people okay. are dumb. So <laughs> Batman goes there and he finds a kid hijacking his tires, which is why we have a beverage called Fat Tire. And that child is none other than one Jason Todd. We find out that that kid's basically homeless, blah, blah, blah. Batman tries to help him. Uh, Batman sends him off to a little school. The school is bonkers, and we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Batman ends up being like, hey, why don't you be my Robin? And I'm like, whoa, buddy. You are far too quick to replace Dick. I mean, whoa. So then he trains this kid, and then Two-Face shows up. Drama, drama, drama. Uh, all in all, we have a new Robin, and I am gagged and ready. And what y'all think? <laughs> <laughs> that was good mostly <laughs> that was good that was a very good thank recap. you john you can come back yeah john uh so this is collected in uh, a trade paperback called second chances but we only read tries to put this on like, whenever <laughs> i like recap jake's thing. like this was written by so and so i was like bitch i did a good job say their names and move on we only read issues 408 through 411 before i started hammering <laughs> Did you, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did you read? <laughs> John, uh, so we only read 408 through 411. Did you read the whole trade or did you read just those issues? I read the whole trade. Okay. And you weren't I, supposed to. I, no, it's yeah, fine. I know. That's, that's why I read it. Uh, but, <laughs> I like the rule breaking, John. I but I understand why you uh, uh, focused on... 408 to 411 because right. it is a, a more cohesive story than what the the trade itself so encompasses. There was uh, Jason Todd existed before the Crisis of Infinite Earths. Uh, he was replaced as Robin in a very a very lateral move. Uh, the original Jason Todd was a circus performer, and Dick Grayson went to uh, investigate a crime that was happening in a circus. Met a young boy. Uh, Killer Croc was involved. Killer Croc had eaten Jason Todd's parents. Hold the fuck up. <laughs> Which oh, I, li- is, I like that. Like, I, I feel like is that, that origin book? story no. is very underserved. It so is not. Can we ben, read really that? Then Jason about, is Robin for a few years, and then the crisis happens and wipes all of that from continuity, and this is now the new continuity story for Jason. I have like five questions. <laughs> <laughs> what? Killer Croc eats them? Yeah, he eats his parents. That's really bad, the question. <laughs> <laughs> but the trade uh, encompasses some issues from the That's why original continuity. So, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it, it jumps into the post-crisis continuity. Yeah, a single issue difference. So yeah. 407 is pre-crisis, 408 is post-crisis. Okay. And they completely rewrote Jason's all right. origin. I have a question for John, and then I have a question for Aaron. John. Why did you want to appear on this episode? That's a really great question. I, that's why I asked it. <laughs> I love Jason Todd. Of course you do. <laughs> My name is Jason Todd. Too much. I don't want to... <laughs> I, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but let me say that when I was first getting into comics, something very important to Jason Todd's legacy was Did happening. your parents get eaten by Killer Croc <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, it's too soon. Yes. Never appropriate sorry, to bring up someone's dead I have parents. to leave now. I'm sorry. Nom, 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 nom. Jason Todd was my Robin. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, oh, that does date you. I knew, <laughs> I knew who Dick Grayson was, and I would come to understand the relationship between them, this but got heavy. Jason Todd was my Robin, and, and to be honest, still is my Robin. 
and Jason Okay, Todd. you had me till five seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> you have to understand, though, that, like, Jason Todd is, he checks all of the boxes that I look for in, like, a teenage that you look for, yes. That I look for, yes. yes. What He has, like, short rounds origin story from Indiana Jones. <laughs> he, was, he was caught stealing tires, right? Yeah, yeah. He has the attitude of... You call uh, him Dr. Jones doll. <laughs> <laughs> he has the attitude, the disposition of reference. Christian Slater from any number of uh, late 80s yeah, uh, true, movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so you, you package all of this together and you make him a superhero who is... Uh, a little shit? Yeah. Yeah. A little shit. I'm, I'm sold. I'm in. And then like whatever happens to him, not to foreshadow too much, but... He dies. We've talked about it. It's I'm fine. very, very invested in that. Okay. No, I love that. I love hearing someone older than me say that they're <laughs> his, that someone is their Robin because right. I've heard that with Dick Grayson. Our father says that because <laughs> he old. Um, <laughs> I just heard you say Jason Todd. I am very well known for saying so-and-so is my Robin. So I, I like that. I've never heard anyone say Jason Todd is their Robin. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Aaron. Yes, Ben. <laughs> Spoiler, whatever. Honestly, what do you know before reading this about Jason Todd? Just um, say the thing. I know he was Red Hood. Okay. Uh, I know he dies. I know he is a very short-lived Robin. My real reading of Robin came with Long Halloween and Dark Victory. Yeah. And that I thought the addition of Robin and Dark Victory is a great was entered really well. I thought this book, Batman is really an asshole in this book. And he really tosses Dick aside in that relationship so quickly. Uh, very quickly and has this weird obsession with finding young kids and having them. And I'm not saying that in a creepy way, but <laughs> like, no, I, you know, but like has an obsession because of, of where filling he came that from, void that uh, he, yeah, yeah, that he had and trying to take them under his wing, but he doesn't have the skill set to do it appropriately and develop them in a manner that's going to keep them to trust him for one, which we'll talk about. And what? No, I'm telling him to shut up for a second. <laughs> uh, so my knowledge of Jason Todd, I, I agree. He, I like how he's depicted in here. There, He's very sullen in a couple spots, and I thought the art made it appear that he was sullen uh, when he finds out that Two-Face killed his parents or his dad. And then he finds out that Bruce or Batman was hiding that from him. I thought that that was done really well and that he showed some of that angst. Um, I liked how Alfred brought in that you're doing another one of these. What are you doing? <laughs> kind of with Batman trying to like bring some rationale and some sense to the story. Yeah, yeah. But Ben, I guess your question, what's my, what do I know about Jason Todd isn't a lot. I mean, I just kind of summed up my knowledge, but I think I know enough to know. Well, I think that... you know the base of most non-comic readers. Like, even myself, who, like, I feel like I've read a lot of comics. I've read where this character gets to and what happens to him. But I, I had never read his origin prior to doing it for the podcast. I knew about it. I knew about the, the stealing the, the hubcap. I always thought it was hubcaps off the Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> but stealing the tires and then oh, being... Yeah. You know, being trained very quickly, 
having a, a violent, angry past that defines his character going forward. It's but, a very Lamborghini, like sports car-ish Batmobile. Oh, yeah. One. Yeah. Where That's you can actually, like, Batmobile. it, it has lug nuts and you can, <laughs> yeah. like, you can get the tires off. Yeah, it was kind of weird. But I didn't know, I didn't know all of the history about, like, I mean, Jason Todd was, he was just a direct replacement for Dick Grayson because they wanted to use Dick Grayson in the, t- the Titans all the time. The and what? they couldn't have him running around with Batman. So Shut up, Aaron. they created a, a a Dick Grayson clone. Right. And fans but were less, on board with it. Like they were fine with bull. it. Sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, no, that that is an interesting uh point because when you read those issues with the pre-crisis Jason Todd, he is so like milk toast and like just a non-entity. He yeah. has no personality. He's whatsoever. just a filler for that. That yeah. for Batman to talk to, and that's that's what the writer said. Is we we had to put another Robin in there when Dick when we wrote Dick Grayson out of the stories to go to the Titans to go to college. We had to fill something, someone for Batman to talk to, and so they just created a generic Robin again. And then they thought they, they had to give him an imaginary friend. <laughs> oh yeah, Jason Todd isn't real. Did you not catch that? Okay. That would have been awesome. Like if Batmite was part that. of real content. Oh my god, Batmite. <laughs> so my Jason Todd is a little different. Short lived. Right. It's not John's where he was my Robin, and it's not Aaron's where I just kind of knew the history. I only read DC and I read Robin and I read Batman. And my time frame of when I was reading oh was when Jason Todd is this memorialized memory. My Jason Todd... The suit in the cave. My Jason Todd is a suit in a glass case in the cave. That's That's fantastic. I never read him. So this is the first thing I've read where he didn't come back from the dead. Spoiler alert in season 12 of our podcast. When Jason (laughs) Todd comes back from the dead, I was infuriated because I was like, no, he's dead. His whole thing is that he's dead. His only purpose ever is to be dead Robin. And so I live for the fact that you lived when he was alive, but I'm also over so, it. Ben, I so can appreciate you... that. So I, sorry, John. No, uh, no, I can appreciate that. And I would like to read something. I'm not 12 years from now, but <laughs> sooner about the, the coming back, because I can think of that just, Hearing you say that, it sounds very much like a gimmicky thing. It pissed me off. That they would do. So and you have gimmicky. closure on Robin dying. Mm-hmm. And I think it lightens that death if you bring him back. It doesn't have the impact that it would otherwise have. Well, when they first do it, it's not real. They play with it. No. They test the audience to see if the audience can deal with it. We well, already let's, said people are dumb. Let's not go too then. far down that Shut up, Jake. I'll say what I want to say. I want listeners. Anyways. Because we're talking about his origin tonight. Yes, yes, yes. Like why he's here. So I want to say. Why we care. It's interesting that he dealt with a uh, tire iron because I always associated with him with a crowbar. But dunk, dunk. I'm assuming that has something to do later. Yes. Okay. Uh, Come on, Jake. (laughs) (laughs) No, I liked it. So Batman goes back to Crime Alley same night every year. The night his parents died. Can I? Can I? Uh, just please. Can I read? This is my favorite passage from this whole thing. And <laughs> so we haven't talked about this, but this this stretch of Batman was written by Max Allen Collins, 
Yeah. Who uh, I I did not know this. Like, Thanks, Jake. I, oh, I mean John. <laughs> <laughs> I was familiar with these stories, uh, these issues, but I was not aware until we Jake and I talked about discussing this trade. I, I didn't know that Max Allen Collins was the writer on this, and he is a, a crime writer of some repute. And actually, he's the author of some of my favorite uh, crime novels. There are a series called The Quarry Series about an ex, a Vietnam vet who returns to the United States and takes up uh, the profession of a mercenary hitman. Sweet. It's a great... <laughs> Great series of books. Max Allen, whatnot. (laughs) The guy who wrote this book, (laughs) Collins. For comic fans, he also did Road to Perdition. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can buy that. So uh, he he clearly loves the the tropes of crime novels and just the the idea of the the city as this forlorn, uh, just just a terrible place. Uh, a, a place of like fa- faded glory, and uh, there's a there's a description here of Crime Alley. I think this is from issue 409, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that was one that we all read, John. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> he describes it uh, as, but like a wino's teeth, Park Row decayed into something foul, into the mean streets called Crime Alley. So this is like huh. a, a part of Gotham City that was originally really very nice. prestigious. Yeah. yeah, it was probably... That's why the Wades were there. Yeah, of course. It was bougie. Yeah, very bougie. <laughs> the most bougie of bougie Gotham locale. Going slightly off of what you said, I actually really enjoyed the writing. I like this writer a lot. It felt less 80s than the other stuff we've read. Yeah, and it's hard of 80s. It's, yeah. yeah. But agree. it wasn't as like, I'm telling you what picture you're looking at. It wasn't <laughs> that to me as my... Or yeah, it I'm wasn't. Yeah, it was definitely it not. Now. Yeah, it, it didn't downplay like what was going on dumbing down for the audience. No. So, John, you mentioned... Um, the 66 show growing up on that the ma gun did it reference ma barker to you and her gang in that 66 tv show it didn't but i i i totally get it now i yeah. like immediately thought of uh ma barker is a very low tier villain uh-huh. in the batman tv series uh she has like some sons and she's this little old lady and immediately oh. when she came onto the scene, I was like, "This looks like Ma Barker. She's got to be bad." I knew immediately That's that totally she was right. Yeah, I love that, that. Has to be a direct. It, it had have been a direct yeah. influence because she, you know, ends up being this, you know, runs this gang of kids, and they also go. She like leads them to rob the art museum, which also reminded me of the '66 show that they're Definitely. stealing like some cheesy stuff, and Batman drops in from the ceiling. It was very. Like I felt like it played on that a lot, which I really enjoyed. She yeah. was one of the coolest villains we've had. I was re- <laughs> yes. I was really into it because it was surprising. Like, well, you explain saw her it villainy. Com- like, what well, is she doing? You you saw it coming, but I was gagged for the eighties. I was like, oh, were this you? is kind of well. I wasn't gagged that she was a villain, but I was gagged that they went there. Does that make uh, sense? Like, yeah, yeah. When I saw it happening, I was like, okay, I get it. But I was like, oh, like this is a different kind of villain. Yeah. It was a sweet little lady trying to like 
clean up the streets by being a teacher. And they kept referencing her like different ways of teaching. Oh yeah, I knew. Like as soon as they yeah. showed, but she looked exactly she's a very like independent the two educator. But, she but doesn't want to be said, part of yeah. any school system. Right. Yeah, and they never said what she was doing that was different. So I want to know what they think she was doing that was different to what they think educators should do because what she was actually doing was teaching them guns and stuff <laughs> but then what was funny and kind of cute to me was when they would speak grammatically incorrect she would correct their grammar <laughs> yes. when talking about guns it I was, was like, such a great character it was a great character yeah. I was yeah. like come on 80s it was Ma Parker. I'm sorry, not Barker. Parker from mm. Batman. Here, let me see if I have a. Um, I'll pull up a picture. We should watch an episode of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought when I when they first showed her before they referenced her name, or maybe I was just confused while I was reading. I thought she was drawn a lot like Leslie Tompkins. Yes, and who's who directly, lives in that area too? Yeah, she's connected to Crime Alley and been connected to Batman Mythos, and so like I assume that maybe maybe the Leslie Tompkins character wasn't very prominent right now, so this was going to be somebody they were going to try to try to use to fill that role. They were retconning it or changing it a little. Exactly. So I didn't immediately assume that she was going to be a villain. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's played by Shelley Winters. Oh, know. really? Yeah. Yeah, she's a sweet little lady that's very unassuming. We should but watch she's that actually... episode later. <laughs> There's a bunch, yeah. <laughs> and then Jason Todd, who's a little hoodlum, uh, falls in and is taken to the school. Um, Can I say that this was literally the Tim Drake origin story from the animated series. Who? Yeah. So Shut <laughs> up. The Batman Stop animated coming series. My Robin smashes the two characters yeah, together. It's a Jason Todd Tim Drake mashup, and I love a good mashup. And it. Stop putting your fingers together like penises. <laughs> Not what we're talking about. No, it's important that we. It is important that we talk about the Joker in this book. This oh. storyline starts. Bang the, bang. That was me on the soundboard. It starts with the Joker. That's a really good point. Shooting Dick Grayson, who is currently Robin, in the shoulder, and then going along with Robin's dead. Oh, uh, fast forward what five years, yeah. eight years. Before some other shit happens. That is crazy to me that they wrote that and then things happen the way they happen. This sets up an event that will happen five years down the road that they had not planned. Right. So I think that's kind of epic that he kill fake killed Robin in this issue that introduces a character that who becomes Robin that he literally kills. Can yeah. I not just say that? There's like, a little bit of uh, inadvertent foreshadowing. Wait, so a little bit. Robin died? Yeah. Oh my god! Because this is uh, this is shortly after Joker <laughs> returns. <so> no, I'm not. <laughs> this is shortly after Joker returns and Joker's five way revenge, and they had rewritten the character to be a vengeful uh, psychopath. Like he was a very murderous, very dangerous villain, and now he takes out the first Robin, and eventually he's going to take out the second Robin and some more people. Poor it's interesting. People. Uh, one of the the panels in that the issue with Dick Grayson getting shot, he even entertains the idea of shooting Batman in the back. Yes, yeah. And he stops. Like, he, he articulates how, who would I find to play with Yeah. if I shot Batman, if I got rid of Batman? And that's, like, such a quintessential part of it the is. Joker's whole legacy. And as we talked about in our <laughs> discussion about Joker parentheses 2019 the film his his dynamic is so dependent upon batman and it was interesting to me that they call that out so explicitly in this issue 
and, and it's just a throwaway thing. It's not directly relevant to the Robin story, but it's but it's definitely relevant to that game. character and how yes. we're supposed to perceive Joker at this point. Like he is willing to kill Robin quickly. Anybody, and yeah, yeah, he'll kill anybody but except Batman. Batman. He wants yeah. to toy with Batman. Yeah. And that's that's really what the character is involved in. But he still drives around in the Joker copter. Yes, and what an amazing <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> I desperately want a Joker copter to exist. If I can own it, if I can fly around in it, perfect. But if not, I just well, want it to we exist. We had a Joker copter in the Batman with Jack Nicholson movie. Didn't he have a Joker copter? Oh shit. He did show up in a copter. Was mm. it painted? I think so. I don't remember. Uh, did it have a, an, an edifice? Because he, he was on the the ladder trying to escape near the end. Yeah. Okay, so this is bad, bringing it back to Two-Face. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this was not my Two-Face, I said. So, Aaron, why wasn't it your Two-Face? I thought the dialogue was terrible. I thought he was not drawn very well. I didn't like the, the he, art of him. He was he green like instead of purple. Change a lot in the course of the And I the thought they tried to make him overly corny. And jokey in the and like everything was twos. Everything was twos. Tommy Lee Jones? Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. And I just Tommy thought Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I was reading and I was like, okay, it's kinda dumb. Over the top. I didn't I didn't care for the two face representation. I will I will absolutely not from agree like with what you. we read in I think we got spoiled reading Long Halloween and Dark Victory yeah. with Two Face. This is pretty average. This is pretty average Two Face. Oh, Sorry, Jake. Sucks, then. Yeah, it, it does. Is, it is not the best Two Face. It's honestly it's not the best anyone except for Jason. Jason. Yeah, this is Jason's story. And <sighs> and, and it's even I would say compromised by the uh, the the aggressive timeline that they squeeze into this where he is in the in the span of two issues. We cover six months mm-hmm. of yeah. training, and we never see the moment where Batman reveals who his identity is. Like that's that all happens sort of off camera. So, mm-hmm. do we ever get that with Jason? Not that I am aware. So I, I'm leading to believe he doesn't know. Him. Well, I he mean, obviously he, knows. He no, no, no. He's a teenager. They're stupid. <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> People are dumb, Ben. So, sum that up already. So Dick Grayson has the gymnastics and the acrobatics. What does Jason bring? Just I'm a criminal. Street like, smarts, yeah. He yeah, knows the. They elements. talk about his yeah his natural abilities. Like Batman sees in him uh, this fire. You know he he comes from the streets. He has this frustration. He recognizes that if he were left to his own devices, he would probably be killed. Or, this is never articulated, but I read into it that he sees in Jason the potential for a future rogues gallery supervillain. Oh, like, like this like kid is so it, smart. It. Yeah. He's already capable of handling himself. He's he's living on his own in this crime-ridden street. Like I love that. He doesn't work for anybody. He just he takes what he needs to survive. So what was he going to do with the and tires, John? He's going to sell them. <laughs> he was going to sell Make them. a swing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is <laughs> Wouldn't somebody I buy a Batmobile? <laughs> I think I think Batman giving him the benefit of the doubt here. He sees Jason as like a potential future adversary, and he's trying to he, he's trying well, to stamp that out. Spoiler he's trying alert. to turn it into yeah. No, that's that's a good point. That's uh, the things they do with the character right later on. But yeah, go ahead. yes, 
he he is trying to mitigate that. He he says, "I can take that fire. I can see his rage. I can channel it into something positive. I can make him a force for good." And I totally I see why Batman would want to pursue that, especially given his relationship as abruptly as it ends with Dick Grayson. And that's where like, it's, it's, it's a really hard story because it does so good at setting up future things. It, it sets up, but it pisses on the past. It absolutely does. And it's, it's totally unbelievable that he would just dismiss Dick Grayson, somebody who he has lived and worked with. He's like, you want friends? Fine. Go have friends. Bye. Yeah. He just, dismisses him so abruptly well i like there's a line when he is working with todd uh our jason and you're talking to alfred says you're talking too much about the other robin like Mm -hmm. you you're talking too much about him and then batman i don't know if i wrote it down but batman mutters well i'm gonna call him or i'm gonna see if we can get back in like a little bit or so see if he's cooled down I'm like, what are you doing, dude? You just like kind of threw the dude off to the side. He got shot working with you, and you just kind of like, see you, bud. I mean, he's sleeping with Stargirl. He is fine. Stargirl. (laughs) Fire. Starfire. God damn it. So I think this sets up the, the obviously sets up the evolution of the Robins. Like uh, Dick Grayson, Batman treats like a cold-shouldered friend. Like he, he wasn't his father. He wasn't there to raise him. He treated him as an equal from the get go. They were partners, Batman and Robin, the the original iteration, they were partners. And when Robin grew up and needed to be his own person, Batman pushed him away like a dog that you're trying to tell to run away because Mm -hmm. he's going to be, you know, rabies, rabies. (laughs) So he, he threw a stone at him to get him to go away. And unfortunately that stone was, so hurtful that it drives a wedge between their friendship it's forever. Sad. And then he thinks that he can repeat it with Jason. He's like, I did it once. I turned this kid around who could have gone the wrong way. Now I'm going to take another one and I'm going to do it again. Good thing he's got a bunch of other opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, so we've got Dick the athlete. We've got Jason the thief. I hope someday we get a Robin that's actually a detective. Meh. <laughs> you (laughs) you're wearing his t-shirt right now you bitch (laughs) but i really think this is is bruce being overconfident he's he's feels like he's been successful once and he feels like he can repeat the experiment no i'm gonna fight that because he pushes dick away because dick has his own thing but also in this book he says, I can't have you being killed. Like, I don't want you to actually die. He doesn't right? want the responsibility of being accountable for whatever happens. Right. To Robin. So what but does he, he do? He immediately happen. gets another right. one. But it didn't make any sense to me. It's like... I mean, I think that that is a, a quintessential problem with Bruce Wayne. And it's not... It's not one like of it's, his many. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He is, in many respects, a sociopath. He is so yeah. messed up psychologically. And these books don't directly invoke that. They, they're not addressing it. It's not like the Tony Stark uh, storyline where he was an alcoholic is like, here's the problem with Tony Stark. You know, he's yeah. an alcoholic. And I don't feel like the DC books ever, at least the this era of DC books, 
uh, ever really directly address how psychologically messed up Bruce they weren't Wayne ready is. to look at themselves yet. Yeah. And and Marvel yeah. was willing to do that. Let's take our character and break them down. DC's like, oh, we have superheroes. They walk. Batman strolls down the street in his right. tights. There's, like just those amazing. <laughs> there are at least four shots in this series where he's just like reclining in uh, Commissioner Gordon's office. Yeah, he's just like lounging, <laughs> <laughs> laid back on a couch <laughs> in his cape and cowl, his yeah. arm outstretched, just like. Uh, what's going on? Yeah, and it's it's so weird to see that, and given what he's we a super tell. friend still. Like I mean, yeah. like it. Oh my god, Super <laughs> Friends is a really good song Great from Jake. the Flash <laughs> musical episode where Supergirl guest stars and Supergirl and Flash sing a song called Super Friends. I will now serenade you with it. Just kidding. If you like, comment, and message us that you want to hear Ben sing that, I would be more than happy to sing that in a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good episode you guys jake so, left jake just all right, is gone so, yeah i don't know who can so aaron what did we learn kind of, <laughs> <laughs> he, he kind of vanished like dick grayson did in this book it was i was mad like i love I, I was kind of mad but i was, I was like, mad at batman i was like dude what are you doing like he's he, incredibly yeah. frustrating throughout this. yeah he was frustrating through this and so i did I we haven't talked about though. the yeah I, I, yes. I do think that helps you side more with jason throughout this storyline and it it helps when uh jason learns that one not only is two-face responsible for the death of his father but also that so wait 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 so is two-face actually killer croc shut up bitch (laughs) is that what you're saying john no death of his father in this timeline yes yeah the post-crisis uh murderer of jason's father <laughs> murderer is uh two-face but not only does not only is that true but also he learns that batman kept that information from him he knew that yeah and he did not share it with him and they do i think they do a great job of establishing this like uh you scratch my back i'll scratch your back relationship between the two of them at the beginning where Batman says, okay, I won't take you to the police. I won't, you know, I won't force you to do anything. I won't put you back in the quote unquote right. system. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll find a solution for this that will work for both of us. <laughs> yeah, we'll send you to a grandma thug. Yeah. <laughs> she grandma, grandma thug. <laughs> grandma thug. <laughs> Why don't you just hang out with grandma thug? Yeah. Uh, she so, had her perks. She was helping them learn grammar. That's true. She did. Uh, <laughs> But he, they, they have this relationship, and somewhat well done, I think, that he he assumes that he can trust Batman because even though they're not on the same plane, he he feels that Batman recognizes where he's coming from, and he knows that Batman knows that he can't bullshit this kid. Right. Like, he's not. He's not like the other street punks. Right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, Batman, I think, was legitimately impressed when the Batmobile's tires were stolen. Absolutely. He, yeah. he laughed. He like, did. Out loud. He, thought it, yeah. he, he remarked on Creepily it. It was the first Joker time laugh. that it ever happened. Creepily yeah. laughed. It, I thought, yeah, when you mentioned Joker laugh, I was like, what, what happened? Is He's he like, like ha, really? ha, ha. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of, it was very exaggerated. It, it does feel like he, he betrays Jason in as much as they're, they're, they're treating each other on equal territory when this story starts and then to withhold that information from him. And we don't ever really get 
a full explanation for Batman's motive. But he's keeping that. Jason at the same arm's length that he did with Dick Grayson that eventually drove them apart. Like, there's something wrong in Batman's psyche that he can't fully trust another individual. Well, yeah. he... You don't need to justify what's wrong in his psyche. Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> does. Well, it's like the parent thing. He doesn't have... He's trying to be a parent, but he doesn't... He doesn't know. No one's ever taught how to be a parent. Yeah. yeah. Which like, I think is a read on Alfred, but whatever. So what do you be. think about Alfred going to a baseball game with Commissioner Gordon? I love yeah. that scene. I absolutely <laughs> love that scene. Why did that happen? I want that to be a one-shot. Just the two of them at, at a, a baseball, baseball game. game. <laughs> I absolutely I want that. We to <laughs> <laughs> Whose turn is it to get beer? <laughs> Clearly Alfred's because he's got all the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I, I would like to take it back to Two-Face real quick. Um, I, I agree, Aaron. Like, I For one, I hate the visual of Two-Face in like orange and purple on one side and whatever the F he was wearing on the other side. Like His costume makes no sense and it looks straight out of the 66 show, uh, even though he never appeared in there. How do you guys th- feel about Two-Face being tied to Robin's origins over and over and over. So that's interesting. We had Robin in year one have a very unfortunate confrontation with Two-Face. Well, in this book, they talk about how he's the second Robin and they play off of that. So I really liked that. I don't think it's over and over and over again. It's so important that they decided to take the Jason's confrontation or the Jason's involvement. But with... if you look at all of the Robins, Two Face doesn't play a part in all five or six or seven of them. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. It's like, true. It, it, as not of all now, of they are. And I, I'm going to answer your question. I think it's because Two Face is the most personally connected to Bruce Wayne. Slash Batman. That's what I was hoping we'd get. Batman. Oh, yeah. Batman's biggest failure at this point. He, other than like my parents died. Whoops. Other than that, <laughs> Batman's biggest failure yeah, as fault. Batman is Harvey Dent. Yes. So Two Face is the most personal connection. So if you're gonna have a new member of Batman's family, they should have to face what Batman has already failed well, with his fair. family. Yeah. Yeah. And hi, I'm drunk, but I'm also smart. (laughs) (laughs) He is a great foil for Batman because he is he represents the the struggle between the two sides of Batman. Right? Like as much as the Joker is the anti Batman, Two Face is the struggle. He's the mirrored version because it's the Yeah. yeah, he has two dualities he has to deal with all the time. Yeah. Yep. For sure. So this this episode has gone off the rails multiple times. Two heads are better than one. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> I do. I absolutely I, I, agree with you that that Two Face was written very poorly in this. Well, stretch. he was also very much motivated by greed in this. It wasn't like motivated by anything besides twos. He was motivated by twos. He was motivated Aaron. by twos, and he wanted Batman involved because he mailed the playing cards. But that was also play on the Joker's playing cards. Yeah, that was. But strange. it wasn't anything more than just a bunch of robberies. I don't. And think. then Batman starts doing two puns when he's beating him up. Yeah. At the same time, I, I was I was done with it at the same time. That you were, but I did like what Jason's reaction to Two Face was when he found when he finally got to get his hands he on him. He got violent. He wanted to kill him. 
Yeah. And Batman yeah. had to stop it. And him. Batman's like, why is this happening? Well, dumb shit. You held information <laughs> from him. You're not going to figure out why this kid's wailing on him. Maybe he went to your bat computer, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. like, and that's that's something that's in the character of Jason. Even though this is his new retcon origin, this is still five years before the Jason that we've we've hinted at is going to happen. Like, this is a very violent young man. This yeah. character has an anger issue that Dick, Dick Grayson loved being Robin. He wanted to have fun and he, he it yeah, was jokes. Yeah, why does Jason want to be Robin? Because he gets to punch shit. To be yeah, accepted? I don't, I don't think that he really cares about being Robin. I think he's just looking to avenge wrongs. Yeah. he in, in many ways, he's the perfect protege for Batman because he is like all of the wrong impulses that Batman has like just dialed up a little bit more. He, he, I'm sorry, Ben is Ben is glaring at you really, really hard. Now you see that evil will always triumph. No, I love it. I, I love dumb. what you're saying. I love what you're saying because the only reason I'm glaring is because I can't really have a discussion because my shit hasn't come yet. I'm sorry. So, John, would you like to come no. back in season, <laughs> what, 47 Four. or something? No, 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 no. Know. No, it's good. I, you are actually making it all make more sense to me because my Robin's full, sur- like, whole purpose is he needs there to be a Robin. Like, that's his whole thing is specifically at Robin. So, Jason not being into that really helps my case. Yeah. So I'm into it. We just can't talk about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, recommendation time. Guys. Let's let's go there. You need John. To... Er, before we go there, do you have anything else as our guest? Would you like to bring up? It's a very scattered origin. It's a very scattered character, but I think um, it it's an important book because it will form the foundation for a lot of important stuff later in Batman's legacy and Robin's legacy. I mean, I was, I was legit surprised to find that there was a Jason Todd reference in Batman V Superman. The, uh, was there? Yeah. Well, there's a, there's the outfit in the glass case. Yes. That's my Jason Todd. And we don't ever know which Robin it was, but, you don't have a dead Robin without Jason Todd. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a very important storyline, and it's something that they will come back to. And I, I don't know enough about the later incarnations to say whether it's handled well, but it, it it's important. Like it's something that continues. They later they didn't incarnations just of what? It. Uh, uh, later later storylines. Later Batman storylines. It's a very important part of Batman's legacy. John lives in the 80s. So I think it has some, there are some challenges around it, but I think it is, it's it's a very, it's validated. I quasi enjoyed this book. I said I didn't like the Two-Face in here. I think he was needed to tie, like Jake said, needed to tie the Robins together and and form that storyline. I thought Jason had a lot of, a lot more teenage angst than Dick had because Dick was immediately taken to Wayne Manor when his parents died. He didn't have any time on his own, whereas Jason Todd has been on the streets, has that smarts, knew immediately when he went to Ma's place that, well, obviously he was going to get beat the hell, but he knew that he needed to play along until he could escape. 
you know, I think it's important in the continuity of the Robin stories. Batman, you get a different side of what his motivation is in terms of trying to mentor somebody. He doesn't do it very well. He's kind of really shows that he doesn't care so much about somebody else or he doesn't know how to care about the people that he's worked with. It's I don't think it's that he doesn't care about Dick. He doesn't know how to show that he cares about Dick, whereas Batgirl maybe does. I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I think it's important to read part of that in the continuity, though. Yeah. I very much enjoyed this book. This character, Jason Todd, is crucial to me getting my favorite (laughs) that's a serious comment sure my favorite origin my favorite superhero would not exist without this character so i'm glad i got to read this i also this is the sort of story i wanted to read when this podcast was presented to me I wanted to get to these kinds of things, not the bullshit Jake's been reading the whole time, but like the the origin. Did you know there's a Gothic volume too? Fuck you. Uh, I wanted. <laughs> Is there really? No, I don't know. <laughs> I wanted thirteen heads in a basket. Uh, shut up, shut up. I wanted to get to the origins. I wanted to get to the things that I knew were important that I was never going to read unless there was a reason to do it. So I'm really glad and I recommend it if you are a Batman fan. I recommend it if you are going along with any sort of Batman continuity. It's very important. I'm glad I read it. It helps me appreciate my love that's to come. I would absolutely recommend it. Um, for an 80s book, it's extremely well-written. It's very cohesive. I knew about the character. I knew he was one of those characters like that should never come back. He's mm. he's on that list of characters that should never come back. Well, Jake. And he did. And I'm like, nope, don't want him. But now mm. I, I appreciate the character a lot more just from this one book. Um, so I would go out and read it if you have any knowledge about the Jason Todd story. Hey, Aaron, what did we learn this week? I don't know. Ben. It's that time again. What did, did we learn? Did you another one of our cute little skits? Yeah. Well, when I hold it's the damn to iPod to the microphone. And to find out what it is, we turn to... Where are you complaining about? We'll... Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. <laughs> Mine was fine. You're yeah, I know. Yours was fine. <laughs> Aaron, what's the moral of today's story? So, Ben, the lesson we learned today was, is Jason Todd your Robin or just a suit in a cave? Oh. He's a suit in a cave. John? He will always be my Robin. Jake? Meh. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with you, Jake. (laughs) Uh, But you need him as Robin. Fair enough. uh, Thanks for listening. (laughs) John, anything you want to plug before Ben falls off the couch? <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, I look forward to hearing reactions to people's uh, take on our Joker. Fair enough. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. yeah. And you guys uh, will hear from John again in this season, as long as we can schedule that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So if you're reading along with us, the next book that we're going to read is The Judas Contract. So it's Gee, all Jake. about trust and betrayal. What title is that under, Jake? The Judas Contract. Okay. Just look it up that way. That sounds cool. I might like it. You might. <laughs> I feel like there's a betrayal coming. <laughs> there's something happening. <laughs> <laughs> but for the Brotherhood of Batman, 
John, thank you very much for joining us. We really were glad to have you on, thank and we for look forward having. to you returning. Um, I am Jake. I'm the Miller brother. I have a lot of things planned that'll piss both brothers off regularly. <laughs> awesome. I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest. I have a lot of cleaning up to do. I'm yes, you dumb do. Ben. I'm famous. I'm your sojourner to Gotham. Bye. Oats of Betty's plants, this city's ways. I am the knight, a tyrant of the shade. I am the spice, I am the pain repaid. I am the knight, a fear that lies in shadows cannot fade. Crush the The Brotherhood of Batman is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network. The Network is a collection of shows about the Dark Knight, plus ones that cover DC Comics, films, and TV, and lots of other geeky audio experiences. Everyone loves the Drake, oh my god, Tim Drake, uh, Batman, the animated podcast, oh my god, animation, and many more. We are very excited to be a part of this group of talented podcasters. And you should head over to find out all these great shows at BatmanPodcastNetwork.com. You can find more of the Brotherhood of Batman on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Woo! Enjoy!